The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Dan Dan, board game man, with this week's top five Express board games edition. Each episode, I'm going to give you a topic for the list and give you my top five games of that topic. Now, today, I'm going to do negotiation games. Uh, this is actually a tough list because pretty much every game could have a negotiation or discussion slash social element to it. Hey, don't go there, or I won't go there if you don't go there. But there's just a section of games that are, are built solely around the whole negotiation aspect, and I'm going to try to focus on them. Also, I'm going to try to keep some of the types of games off the list because they don't not exactly what I am looking for here. Uh, and hopefully my scope becomes a bit more obvious as the list goes on. Uh, I'm keeping off games like Werewolf or Resistance or Resistance Avalon. I'm not 100% sure if this is the correct thing to do, but, you know, because while to me Werewolf is different and, and not really what I'm looking for, Resistance and Resistance Avalon might be somewhat more of a negotiation because in those games you're trying to convince someone to take you on a mission, even if you're the bad guys secretly so you can fail the mission and win the game. But what I'm going for is more negotiation with kind of a give and take take, you know, kind of trades here and there. Uh, and it, it just kind of feel fun, you know, and, and some negotiation, game, you know, negotiation games just don't leave you with that fun feeling. They feel more like work. And of course, all games are dependent on who you play with. And I think negotiation is probably one of the more important ones here because people are just holding out for the best deal all the time with no give or take. And then it, it's just going to kill the fun of the, and flow of the game. I'll probably have a bit of an example of that as the list goes on. Uh, and again, this is a hard list to me to do because I hate, 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 and let me repeat, I hate games that have these kind of non-binding agreements. Uh, if we agree, for example, I'm going to give you X and then you're going to give me Y next turn because you said you're going to get it next turn, you're going to give it to me, uh, and you don't give it to me after I give you my part, well, we might never play games ever again because that's not really a quote-unquote game thing. It's just a feature of a gamer that I just don't like. I just don't like those games. I don't like when people do that crap. It's just not fun. Now, there's might be some exceptions to that, uh, but I just don't like it in games. Now, and two games that are on my list can have this a little bit as well. There's kind of an exceptions there. And two can, and one most certainly does have it. So, uh, and again, I don't really like that kind of thing, but it is kind of needs to be on this list. It'll all make sense. And I just wanted to say that while it's just a tough list for me because I don't like the games, but I, they're not necessarily bad. I just hate that type of gameplay. Anyway, uh, I left one off my list because of if I leave one off my list because of that and you think I left something off, uh, just let me know. Let me give you a couple of honorable mentions as usual. First up, we'll talk about Fire in the Lake and Oath. The They're kind of coin games, maybe a little more war. Even though Oath, Leader Games does a great job of kind of skinning it a little bit different. Uh, it, they still pretty much are big negotiation games and kind of heavier, uh, really kind of like almost war-esque, but hidden in kind of thing. But uh, Fire in the Lake is a great, great game that people love as far as war games go. One of the better ones that kind of crosses over. Uh, and Oath is a great game. Uh, there's also Guildmaster, which is a really solid game from Good Games Publishing and Chris Anthony. Anthony, uh, Just solid little way to have some little negotiation in there. Left that off there, the list, but it is kind of an also-ran good, solid game. Uh, Wealth of Nations... 
uh, I may say this, con- I may say this kind of theme or, or, or term a lot. Uh, the whole game is negotiation in Wealth of Nations. And I guess that's kind of what the list is all about. Now, uh, it's another, it's the perfect example of game where you need to have some leeway with the people, sometimes taking a bad deal to get what you need. Don't just always say, uh, you know, give, give me X or nothing. And, and in the game, uh, the game also actually has an example on the board or in a player aid that has like what different commodities are worth in the game. So to help you give you a little bit of a guide, uh, and Wealth of Nations, uh, let me just explain that a little bit more. So Wealth of Nations is basically, it's kind of like, you have like Nations X. I think they have uh, the newer version has actual nations, which with kind of player powers as well. But you have different types of uh, tiles. There's farms, generators, academies, mines, factories, banks. They, and each one of those tiles produces a certain type of commodity, uh, food, energy, labor, or and capital. You have different things. And, and they are all used kind of for other things in the game, not just for buying tiles or, or kind of turning things in. But you kind of need them. You know, you may need food to feed your kind of industries when they produce. But the whole time, you're not going to be able to get, have access to everything uh, in your little country. So as you're expanding... And you're putting tiles on the board. It's cool because they have little like half circles. And as you complete these half circles, especially if they're the same color, you're going to get some extra bonuses from that uh, and produce some more. But the whole game has just kind of a uh, the whole game is just made around uh, for it, sometimes it, it may take like 30 minutes for a round because you're just like, hey, give me this. And even though one person is the only person negotiating on their turn, there's just still this. It just takes a while to negotiate with everybody at the table. Sometimes you can get into a good flow if you play the game a lot, but it is a little heavier. It, it is still kind of fun, but boy, just be ready for a ton of negotiation that goes on in that game. Uh, and, and one of the other games that I'll mention too on the list has like kind of a, a good, you know, a good guide of time frame. So let me get into my list. Now, the first one, number five is The King's Dilemma. This is a pretty cool kind of legacy style game. I think this might be the only legacy style game on, on my list, but this was put out by Horrible Guild uh, in 2019. Each one of these kind of games takes about an hour. It's kind of a lighter to medium weight game, but it's kind of a, a really cool, your, your houses uh, leading this fictional kind of government in kind of a, uh, a kind of, I believe it's like kind of fantasy-ish play. Uh, now there's a dilemma deck. Now when things come out, you're going to be discussing it with the other nations or the other people around a table because uh, you got to play this one for three to five players. But I think it's really great at four or five because you really want to have, uh, well, you want three or five really. Probably five is probably best. So you don't have, because there's a lot of voting. The whole game is kind of around voting a give or take in kind of what is passing over time. Like I said, there is this whole cool narrative element that does kind of develop and as you're playing the game things you know different rules that come out so really cool game uh you know if you've got a group that's willing to play you know a legacy style game and uh just has that really fun feel to it so uh that is my number five the king's dilemma i think there's also the queen's dilemma which is kind of an expansion or kind of a next version of it as well my number four is my usual Dan cheat. I've got two games on this one because they've kind of go both almost hand in hand in a way. One's a little bit more just straight negotiation. One's got a little bit more of a bigger scope. I couldn't have a list about negotiation without having diplomacy. Now, diplomacy is a game that was made in the 50s. It's all about uh, pre-World War II era European kind of negotiation. The whole game, again, the whole game is negotiation. They even say in the first round, the negotiation phase should last 30 minutes, which is nuts to me because then you're just kind of negotiating with other people because when you're trying to give your orders, everybody will open up their, you know, show their orders at the same time and the orders phase. But as you're moving your kind of armies or your boats around, 
you, you have to have somebody to kind of back you up or it has to be some sort of backup there to be able to take a tile because everybody's kind of worth the same strength. So there's give and take there. Now, I don't like this game because this is a typical game where friendships are just lost because everybody's got to be a jerk at some point in the game. Now, it's hard to say that because you know everybody's going to be backstabbing, so this kind of might take it away a little bit, but they call this kind of a game that where marriages and friendships are lost in a game of diplomacy. So, yeah, you kind of you kind of kind of know what you're getting into, but again, that's the whole game is kind of making these deals and alliances to have somebody back you up and then you get into a tile and be, basically be able to take it over. Uh, and then maybe they do or they don't back you up or they back up somebody else when you're trying to go into their tile and then that really kind of screws you. Uh, but anyway, it's it's just a classic thing. If you've got some friends that are kind of willing to put that up for it, but again, this is just the ultimate stab you to back. My other one that's kind of at number four that's kind of along the same line, TI4. Twilight Imperium is just an absolute great 4X game and it has got a lot of negotiation. The reason why I put this on negotiation because there is kind of uh, especially the newer versions and kind of expansions. There is so much kind of voting that goes on. So there's a lot of negotiation that goes in it. It's kind of hard to put it on there because it really is just a sieve game and there's just all sorts of things that go on there. But to me, there's just a really good, because there is some of this diplomacy that goes on and this voting and these overall rules. You, you got to have to put this into the negotiation thing. But you, uh, again, it's a 4X game set in space where you're kind of going around and you're fighting other people, but you can also kind of be uh, like the uh, Emirates of Hakan, the, the space cats, they're all kind of about the diplomacy and trading and stuff like that. So, uh, and then there's also other people that get to passing more rules. I think the turtles do this. So there's just all sorts of negotiation throughout the game. Uh, so you can't have a game of TI4 without at least a little bit of negotiation. So those are my number four, diplomacy and TI4. Number three, the rest of these are kind of, well, actually, I will some more explain. I'll, I'll get it. There, there are some complex games, but number three is just not very complex at all. This is Bonanza. Bonanza is uh, by Uwe Rosenberg, one of my favorite Uwe games, but it's all about bean farming. Now, on one person's turn, uh, and the biggest thing in the game is when you get a, a hand of cards of these beans, you cannot move your card, your hand around. It's the hardest thing to explain to people is that when you get a hand, you can't like shuffle, you can't move your cards around. They have to stay in the same order. And that's a huge thing in the game because the whole thing, the whole part of the game is trading your beans because when it's your turn, you have to play the next two beans that you're going to want to plant. Now you're trying to trade with other people on their turn or on your turn to kind of set your hand up so that when you do plant these beans, you are getting a bigger stack of them because the more of certain type of beans and some beans are rare, some beans are very common and they don't, don't give you as much money for planting two or three of those beans so you really just want to set up your hand so that you're going to have the best bean field of the blue bean or the green bean or the garden bean uh, kidney beans uh, it just there's all sorts of really cool things there's a bunch of expansions for bonanza that are really good but this game it's just a fun romp it's a very light game this is more of the family weight negotiation game uh, plays two to seven. I think some of the expansions let it go up to eight, but you want to play this game with like four or five people because that kind of makes it, because uh, too many people sometimes negotiation can last a little bit too long. And then sometimes people aren't just going to want to uh, trade it all anyway. But anyway, Bonanza, very light, very solid negotiation game. Number two, we're going back to one of the more classic games of negotiation in in history of games. Uh, there's a million expansions. It's a great game. It's been around forever. Cosmic Encounter is my number two. I think the latest expansion or latest release of the base game was in 20, uh, 2008. But this game goes out to like the 1980 or in the 70s. 
Uh, it's just a game where everybody has kind of their own little system and you have a certain amount of ships. Now you're trying to colonize or, or get your ships into a certain amount, you know, expand your ships to have them. Uh, you have to have five colonies in any planets outside of your home system. Now there's, everybody's got their own alien race. Every alien race has its own special powers. What's cool about the game that keeps it from being too nasty of like kind of diplomacy was nasty that keeps the, the cosmic encounter from being nasty is the game tells you who you're going to go to like who you're going to negotiate with or attack so when it comes up it'll say you know red versus green or something like that so then you know who you're going against and then their negotiation is up and you get to talk to everybody whether you want to talk to your opponent who you're going against they just want to have diplomacy hey uh why don't you give me one of your ships over here and then i'll put one of your ships on mine and then you're playing some cards or if you just want to bully them into making you get a ship you know letting you get a colony over there uh, then you're playing cards, you're getting other, you're trying to get other people into your little conglomerate or your little alliance there to attack them. And then they're going to say, Hey, if you take it over and you take me, you got to let me put one of my ships on there. And then you're playing cards and the cards have values on there. The, everyone has special powers and some of the cards have special rules with the special extra powers on there. So it's really cool. Actually, it takes a little bit of time, but it's really, really fun. This is a light to medium weight kind of game, but it just does negotiation really, really well. Uh, plays in probably about a couple hours. Again, you want to play this game with at least five player, at least four to five players, because two little games, two little players, and it just just doesn't really have that same feel of kind of with the negotiation. Again, a bunch of expansions. There might even be an expansion that kind of expands it to six, because you really want to play this one with five. Uh, but just such a great game, one of the best negotiation games ever. Cosmic Encounter. My number one negotiation game. This is kind of a little under the radar game. I don't know if a lot of people may have, may or may not have heard this one. It comes from 1999. Uh, it's from Z-Man or Ravensburger and from Karsten Hartwig, Chinatown. This is the one of the ultimate negotiation games. It's a very chill game, but boy, is it a ton of fun. Basically, what you're going to do on kind of a beginning of the round, everybody's going to get, uh, well, the, the board itself has different buildings. So you're building Chinatown. There's a bunch of different areas. And I believe the buildings go up to about 80 or 100 or something like that. Uh, it's either 80 or 100 or around those numbers. But everyone's going to get a certain amount, depending on the power, uh, how many players there are. Everyone's going to get a certain amount of buildings each round. They're going to have numbers on them. And that's going to be where you have, you know, basically your, you, you control that 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 building and then there's different sections so there's like five or six sections on a board that have different types of buildings so not everything's not connected and now all these different buildings are are there you get uh dealt on the board now you're going to also get uh you're going to get these shop tiles that are going to be coming out and you have a certain amount of money to start the game now the whole game starts after you get what shop tiles from the bag uh, again, you get it depending on what round and how many players, you can get a certain amount of shop tiles. Now, the whole game is about putting the shop tiles into the areas that you control. Now, you're going to be negotiating with other people. Uh, hey, give me tile number 47. I'll give you 72 because it looks like you've got some more shop. You know, you've got control of 71 and I've got control of 48. And I really want to kind of make a little because you want to make different uh, areas of that you control so that you can get the same type of shop tiles. The shop tiles will have numbers from three to six on there. I don't think they'll go higher than six, but they're going to have a certain amount of uh, numbers. So the shop is complete when you get that number of tiles of that same type in that group. And at the end of the round, after everybody's, the, you know, after the negotiating and everybody's putting their shop tiles out on a board, then you're going to get some income depending on if your shops are complete or incomplete. Uh, incomplete are obviously going to get you less money, but complete shops of, again, three, four, five, or six or more are going to get you a ton of money. And then the whole game just revolves around negotiating with people, kind of, you know, this give or take. So you may really need 
uh, you know, number 16, uh, but the person you're trading with really needs something from somebody else. So it's all sorts of trading all over the place. So much fun. It's very, again, very light. It's not really backstabby. You're just kind of really having a good time, tr- you know, trading and negotiating uh, with other people. Just, I absolutely love this game. Three to five players only plays in about an hour. That's what makes it great too, is that it is such a really chill game. Uh, and it's just great. I don't know if it's been rethemed or, uh, you know, a fantasy theme or a space theme, but it probably could use a, a pretty cool little three theme. And uh, maybe I have to design something that would be around this because I really like Chinatown so much. So my top five negotiation games, The King's Dilemma, number five. Number four is kind of that Diplomacy TI4 combo. Number three, Bonanza. Number two, Cosmic Encounter. And number one, one Chinatown. So thanks for joining me this week on Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. If you have any questions or you want to tell me what you had as your five negotiation games or one that I might have missed, please feel free to comment on this episode at Majorspoilers.com or go to the site for tons of great podcasts and content by Steven and the rest of the Major Spoilers crew. As always, I'm Dan Dan, the Board Game Man. You can find me at Geek Jock Dan on Twitter or on the Geek All Stars podcast and, of course, the Munchkin Land podcast here on Major Spoilers where I give a twice a month, 10 to 15 minute board game news show and also as a contributor to the morning stream where I do a board game segment with scott and brian i'll be back soon with more board game top five goodness but until then grab a new board game and have some fun with family and friends this podcast is copyright 2022 by major spoilers entertainment llc